We used to, for you visitors, we used to have what is called a love feast, and we just get up and go around and say hi, you know, just love you and stuff at first. Uh, but uh, they look a little crazy, so we stopped. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, it is a blessing to be here. Uh, uh, you know, Kyle uh, did a great job this morning. I like to see our different song leaders when they know they did a good job at singing. Kyle is standing. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Rocket. <laughs> Go on, Cal. Every now and then we have to say, Cal, Cal, Cal. <laughs> but uh, he sang about viewing that holy city. And, and that's one thing that's hard to fathom because none of us has been there, you know, and we only know about it from scripture. And, and, and that's what the whole Christian walk is about. It's not about proof in the sense of I could take a rock and show you God. I can't do that. I'm not that smart or clever. I only trust. And I have that kid faith. Because God said it, I believe it, that settles it. We used to have that shirt at Southwestern Christian College that says, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it tells me how he did it. But I can't explain that. I can't say, well, here's what happened. The molecular structures of the molecules came together and there's an explosion. I don't know how to do that. I just believe it. I can't explain how a baby came from a woman who's never been with a man. I can't explain that. I can only tell you about it, but I can't explain that. I just simply believe that. And man, I know we're in this scientific world now to where even the kids are like, well, prove it to me. I don't have that power. But I can show you. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, church, the world is going to believe when we believe. Not when we out-talk them. You, you can't, you know, look at this row right here. Who's here? Nothing. You know why? Because a lot of people just don't believe in the word. So you can't out-talk them with the Bible, but God still sent you out here to preach the word. How are you going to do it? Through results. You see, I've learned that results talk. If I'm on a diet, which I'm not, and don't judge me, but if I'm on a diet and this thing is working, I'm looking good, you're going to come and ask me, well, how do you do that? I don't have to knock down any other diets, do I? Just tell you about the one I have. Why? Because of the results. When Christians allow the Holy Spirit to live in them the way God said it, when we begin to preach the gospel to the world the way he said it, when we begin to allow our gifts to illuminate to the world the way he said it, then you don't have to go up there and try to prove people wrong. I don't go talk to this Muslim or this Jew or this agnostic or this uh, uh, atheist. People will start coming to you and go, what's going on with you? That's, that's my proof. I've never seen God. And I've never seen Jesus. And I've never seen heaven. But I'm going. Because at other places, <laughs> no. psych, <coughs> not me. No ma'am and no sir. No one wants to. But my baby right here said, no one wants to go there. And she's right. 
So y'all, as the church, I'm going to tell you something. This is great. Coming to this building, worshiping as a family, this is great. But God didn't send Jesus to die on the cross that we may come sit in the building. John 10 said, I came that you may have life and have it to more to the full. What is your life? It's that stuff you're doing right now. It's that problem that you have to deal with when you leave. It's that person that you have to go home to. That's life. And God said, I came to get in that. So don't have me here in church and you do the rest by yourself out here. Have me in your life. That's why he came. Church is not about coming sitting in a building. It's about walking outside, going into your world, your home, your job, your community, where you play, your friends, your school. That's what God wants to get in. Why? Because that touches you. So Christianity is not about coming to a building. It's about leaving this building and going out into the world and touching folks' lives through the proof of your faith. Because in that faith, that's where the results are. That's where people start coming saying, what are you doing? That's why it says in Matthew, we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Now, we talked about this before. You know salt. What does salt do? It preserves in seasons. Boy, you get some salt on, you get some good salt on some good meat. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> you can do some stuff. We change, we give flavor, we preserve, we help hold together lives. Because people come to you and say, brother, will you pray for me? Would you talk to me? So we're here for life. So if you're visiting, here's where we meet. But this building is not the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 27, the Bible says, you are the body of Christ and members in particular, each one of you. So if you're trying to go somewhere without God, where are you going? Because if you go without God, you got the wrong person driving. So he asks you, if you would, just come with me in prayer, and now let's worship God in spirit and in truth. Let us bow. Dear God, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, uh, where am I coming from? Romans 11. Romans 11. Now, the book of Romans, again, the first 10 chapters is about theology. It's about principles and things and, you know, getting the stuff together, telling you things, what you're supposed to do about, like, in, for instance, in Romans, the sixth chapter is talking about salvation, how to become a Christian. Uh, 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 Romans, second, uh, uh, Romans 10, uh, he talks about how uh, faith and, and how uh, the word of God is to go out through preaching. Uh, where he says, how beautiful are the feet of those who spread the gospel of peace. <laughs> I got some beautiful feet. <laughs> but in, verse, in chapter 11, he begins to go into the lead the doctrinal uh, uh, phase and go into the practical phase. In other words, putting this stuff into action. Everything I taught you, just like in college, you have a, uh, a class and then you have the lab. Well, the class tells you the principle. The lab puts it into action. So now he's about ready to tell us how to put it into action. Uh, right before he does that, he goes into this way he's trying to tell us of how God brought the Jew and the Gentile together as one body. Because before it was God's chosen people, the Jews. 
But then when he came into uh, to Jesus, he reconciled Jew and Gentile together, and he explained that. And then Paul goes into what is called a doxology. A doxology is generally in music, and it's just a burst of praise. And this doxology starts in verse 33. Uh, it says what? Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. So Paul is writing. It's like all of a sudden he gets so excited he just goes into it. It's all oh, the depths and the riches of God. Keep going, preacher. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God would repay them? For from him. Now listen to this. And through him. Listen to this. And for him. Listen to this. Are all things. For from him, to him, and through him or for him. In other words, everything goes back to God. And that's what I said about Christianity. Everything we do, it goes back to God. Everything. Why do you get a job? To take care of myself? No, that's God's job to take care of you. He said that. That's his job. You didn't wake yourself up. Believe me, we didn't wake ourselves up. That's why we're late. But we didn't wake ourselves up. God woke us up. Why do we get a job? To take care of ourselves? No. We get a job because on that job, there are people whose souls are hurting and they don't know God. And God says, I need you to be a picture of me on your job. And on your job, you're going to go through trials and tribulations just like everybody else, but you won't handle them like everybody else. I like what he says in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, around verse 4. He says, our weapons, talking about Christians, our weapons of warfare. In other words, the way we fight, we don't fight like the world. Our weapons bring down what's called strongholds. Now, I told you all many times about a stronghold. When I was a kid, my mama used to beat me. Before she got to me, she would put a stronghold on me. More my daddy would get, he would hold me in the air. Yap, yap, yap. My legs would be spinning. I, had, I couldn't get away. It's a stronghold. And sin grips people like that. It's some people who are stuck in emotional uh, depressions, and it's sin, and they can't get out of it. It's a stronghold, and God puts you on the job for them. He's going to take care of your food, clothing, and shelter. He said that, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then I'll add all these things unto you. But that's what the kingdom of God is about. It's about everything goes back to God. It's not just about you doing this and having fun and stuff. And I'm not saying you can't have fun, please, because I believe Christian life is the best fun there is. But everything has purpose. For from God to God and through God are all things. Everything a Christian does, it goes back to God. The purpose, go, why do you have friends? Because I'm trying to get them into heaven. Why do you go over here in, in, in fellowship with people? I'm trying to turn this place over here into the church. I'm not just doing life. Why? Because God said I'll take care of that. Let me just do what God wants, and he'll take care of me. So from, from him to him in all things are all things. Then he goes into the practical parts. What does he say in verse 12, chapter 12, verse 1? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and prop, proper worship. 
Okay, notice he said, from God to God and through God are all things. Then he says, therefore. And of course, I was always taught, therefore is therefore reason. Therefore is a conjunction that's connecting everything that was said for the purpose of everything that's about to be said. For from God to God and through God are all things, therefore, what, verse 1? I urge you, brothers and sisters, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. You ever heard of an oxymoron? It's putting two opposite things together to make one. A living sacrifice. What's a sacrifice? I mean, you go kill something. But you're a living sacrifice. You remember what Paul said? He said, it is not I that live, but Christ who lives in me. In other words, I'm a walking dead. Y'all remember that TV show? Some of y'all say, we're not supposed to watch. You watch that show. Walking dead. You, you, you walk around. Why? Because Larry's dead. Larry should be dead. And because Larry's dead, guess what I don't do? I don't have to win every argument. Why? Because Larry's gone. I don't have to have my way proven. Why? Because Larry's gone. I'm supposed to be dead. So who I'm living to? I'm living to Christ. And Christ says for me to be humble and gentle. So because of Christ, I don't have to win every argument, Colton. Why? Because God is my fighter. He fights for me. And when I learn to keep my mouth closed, that's going to keep a lot of relationships together. There's a lot of marriages that are broken up because somebody couldn't shut their mouth. There's a lot of relationships that won't stay together because somebody has to stand up and show them and still a Christ. You see, that's why I said, I came that you may have life. What's your life? It's about your family. And families are falling apart because somebody don't know how to show Christ. That's why God put you on the job. Because eventually somebody's going to come to you, man, my wife and my husband. Are, and that's why you start talking about the word. That's why he says for Christians, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Why? Because whatever goes in, that's what's coming out. <laughs> that's what's coming out. Whatever, whatever you have in your body, that's what pops out your mouth. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's scripture. Remind me of this joke I heard about this preacher riding around in the neighborhood. And he's riding on a bike, and he was looking for a lawnmower. He saw a little boy with a lawnmower, just walking the lawnmower. He came up to the boy. He said, hey, boy, I'll make a switch with you. I have to give you this brand-new bike if you let me have that lawnmower. Little boy said, bet. Got off the bike. Uh, got off the, uh, gave the uh, preacher got off the bike. Boy got on the bike and paddled off. The preacher got the lawnmower. He started pulling that string. Nothing was happening. He kept on pulling it. Nothing's happening. He said, hey, boy, come here. Little boy came back. He said, this lawnmower doesn't work. Little boy said, oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's a cursing mower. He said, a cursing mower? He said, yeah, you got to curse at it in order to get it to start. He said, curse? Yeah, he said, curse words. The preacher said, man, I am a saved individual. I haven't said words like that since I've been saved, and I've been saved over 40 years. I, I forgot how to talk like that. That little boy said, you keep pulling on the string, it'll come back. <laughs> Whatever's in you, that's what's coming out. 
So if the word of God is in you, what pops out, that's what's, going to, that's what's coming out to people's lives. That's why he said, let your speech be seasoned with salt. Why? That it may give grace to the hearers. So from him to him are all things. Because of that, now present yourselves a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. That's holy. And what does holy mean? It's set aside. In other words, God looks through it and he picks you out and he sets you aside. So when hard times hit, God says, look at him. That's why a lot of Christians go through things. Christians suffer things just like everybody else. But you know what's happening when Christians suffer things? God is saying, the world, pay attention to my child. He's going to go through some physical pain. Watch how he acts. This is how I want you to act. They're going through relationship problems. But watch how they mend this thing. This is how you act. God is calling us to be a picture, not to walk around in a church building with a nice suit on. <laughs> Thank you. He's asking us to be a light in a lost and dying world. To present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And this, the Bible said, is a reasonable act. In other words, God doesn't ask you too much to do. Man, Jesus died on the cross. Over 2,000 years ago, he looked through time and he saw me. Larry Nunley. Well, why are you doing this, Lord? Because in 1964, October the 26th, there's going to be a little boy named Larry Nunley born, and he's going to need me. He saw me. You know, that's what it's about. It's a relationship with God. It's not just something that we do, just, through, you know, religious calisthenics, just going through stuff. It's about the relationship with God. If you never talk to him, you never go to him, you never seek him. And how can you have one? It's just like any other relationship. You have a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. You never talk to them. After a while, that relationship will be in peril. You never deal with them. That relationship is going to be broken. God is calling you. I want you. I want you. I want to learn to love you. I want to hold you. I want to teach you. I want to walk with you. It's personal. This is a reasonable act of worship. Well, how do I do this, Lord? Verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed. But be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. Hold up. So therefore, don't be conformed. Now, conform means to shape, take shape. Uh, you know, uh, 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 the Transformers, they do that. I don't watch Transformers. I just heard about it. But they can shape. And it's, all like, it's like a chameleon with its colors. It could fit in. You know, you, you, you go to school or you go to work, it's easy to fit in. Because you, you don't want to be different. You don't want to stand out. I, my oldest daughter, uh, uh, Destiny, my oldest daughter, Destiny, She's tall, and when she was young, 
She used to walk low. Why? Because she didn't want to stand out. Because everybody said, look at a tall girl. But, but, but my wife got a hold to her. My wife got to put a book on her head. I don't know what she was doing. I thought, this both of them crazy. But she put up and make her walk straight. And now destiny, y'all see her. She come to church. She go to the bathroom. She just. <laughs> you want to stand out. It's easy to conform. It's easy to look like everybody. And that's the weak hearted. That's the weak hearted who's afraid to be themselves. They're trying to please everybody else. What everybody, how is everybody else talking? Okay, I'll talk that way. What is everybody else wearing? I'll wear that. What does everybody else do? I'll do that. Why? Because I don't want to stand out. I want to look like everybody else. Why? Because I'm afraid to somebody going to see the real me. And that's who God came for. That's who he made. You. You're not broken. If everybody else thinks you're broken, then that's their problem. You're not broken. God wants to build you. He wants to build us up. That's why he came. Whew, I'm tired. <laughs> but the, the point is, he says, be not conformed to the Stop acting like everyone else. Stop acting like the world, thinking that's fulfillment, because it's not. How do you get fulfilled? He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be Transform. Transform. Trans means to travel. Transatlantic, transamerica. It means to travel. To transform, to pull away from and be formed. Transform. Take another shape. How do you do that? By the renewing of your mind. The way you think the way you are. Stop trying to think like everybody else. You remember that old saying when the kids, you, your mother used to say, well, if every, all your friends, you, I want to do or all your friends going to jump off a bridge, will you go follow them? Yes. Be transformed. Be changed. Take time to step back so when everybody else is fighting, you can take you can take time to look into the situation and go, wait, 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 something's happening. Yeah, she cursed at me, but I don't need to curse back. Why? Because she's hurt. He's going through something. He, he talked about me. He ran me down. But wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to do him like everybody else. That's why he's in the condition he's in now. Because everybody treated him one way. But I'm going to transform myself and pay attention. I'm going to give love. I'm going to give understanding. Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turns away strife. I'm going to teach folks how to live. I'm going to be transformed by intentionally not acting like the world. You're talking about being a light. Let me tell you something. People who don't worship God, who don't believe in God, they don't care where you go to church. They don't care the name of your church. They don't care what you do inside your building. You know what they care for? Does it work? Does God really work? Is he real? Because I tried him, and here I am still stuck. Yeah, maybe because you're too busy being religious. God works. He's real. That's why he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind for one reason. What's the last part of the scripture? 
Then you will be able to then. test and approve then. what God's will then. is. His then. good, pleasing, then. and perfect will. Then. Then you'll be able to prove it. Not just by going to, church, to a church building. But when you put God into action in your life, then. You know why I know I can lift 120 pounds over my head? After I try. Not by just looking about it and thinking, looking at it and thinking about it. How do you know God is God over problems if you never had a problem? How do you know God can't fix heartache if you never had heartache? If you never let God into your life, if you never let God do what he is, then how can you prove anything? Oh, he's calling us right now. Can you hear him? Airport. Airport. He's calling to be bigger than what we really are. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, a world without end. According to the Bible, the church is a world that has no end. We may end on this earth. I'm going to die. I don't know when, but I'm going to die. But that's not my end. Why? Because I have my true home from where I'm from. This world is not my home. I'm not from the earth. I am not. I'm not from this earth. I know you may think, you sure act like, you don't act like it either. But I'm not from this earth. I'm from God. I'm not African-American. I'm not male. I'm from God. That comes number one. And because of that, I'm living this life just so I can go back to my daddy. I'm calling you to let you know if you are human, this outside body is not who you are. The Bible says that when we die, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We go back to dust. We go back to the earth. Why? Because that's where the body came from. But that's not where you came from. You came from God. I don't care how you act. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how bad you are. God made you. And that's where you came from. And that's what you're made of. You're made of God's spirit. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. But that's where you're from. So let's get ready to go back home. I don't know when I will die. But I know when I die, God has already seen that day, and he's already covered me in the blood of Christ because I've already put him on in baptism. The question is, have you? If not, why not? According to the scriptures, Jesus Christ had to come down on this earth because you and I are sinners. We all sin. Romans 3.23, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I learned in school, all meant all. We all have sinned. That's why Jesus came, because Jesus had to come and stand in place of Larry. He lived a perfect, sinless life. Then he died a cruel death on the cross. Why? For me. 
and then he was buried because he really died. But he got up. He rose again the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15. And if you want to be a recipient of that, the Bible teaches that we must hear the gospel, that message, the death, burial, and resurrection. Then the question is, do you believe it? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe he was born of a virgin? Do you believe he came down on this earth to die for our sins? If you believe that, then the Bible says for you to repent, that means to turn to God and be baptized. Acts 2, 36, all the way to verse 42. So if you believe, then the Bible says repent and be baptized. Why? To have your sins washed away. Acts 2, 38, that you may be filled with his spirit and added to his family, the church. If you haven't done that, we're calling you forward to do that as we stand and sing the song to invite you to Christ.